We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for you. The people have spoken and the people have said that they prefer the guests to us. I get it. They're pretty good guests. They've got some good stories. So So once again, Anthony Minicello, live and uncut. He's one of the greatest guys and one of the greatest players you'll ever meet. I'll give him a ring now. Rushed, rushed. <laughs> <laughs> you asleep, mate? He's having dinner. Nice, Menza. How are you, brother? How are you, son? Oh, not too bad. I'll just finish just giving you a massive rap, mate. <laughs> Beautiful. And I told the guys before um, we've known each other since '92. Remember when um, we you '92? Yes. Remember when you were playing for West Western Sydney when they used to play all these little rep sides? And, we marked uh, each like, other on the wing. Yeah, and we marked each other on the wing. See? Can you explain to me what so was Willie Mason played, doing on a wing? Toronto. We played at Toronto. At Toronto. Yeah, so you've been to Toronto. Yep, 100%. Which is the worst Toronto. place in the world. Shout out to Toronto West. Toronto's a uh, – oh, my God. I'm not even going to I remember driving home, driving home back to uh, Liverpool from that place, and I think my parents were driving – and the the fog was just ridiculous. Couldn't see couldn't see a thing. <laughs> it was all it was freezing cold, and that's all I remember. Yeah. And this little uh, little Italian stallion on the other side with his hair slicked back, <laughs> looking the grouse ripped up, and I'm just like, this guy's not twelve. We both played. Aw- I reckon we both played awful. I'm not sure who won, but yeah, it was oh, just mate. it was good. It was just it was just so weird how we both we played in that in that um in that sort of uh, rep scene when we were younger, and obviously to play in those rep teams, they sort of you know they give you the tap on the shoulder and so they they think you're going to be the next big thing it was good that they did it in western sydney and in newcastle they did it in neil awara like luke yeah. Patton, luke Patton, and all these sort of guys that come through that sort of same system and then we yeah. end up playing and then we what was the next time we end up playing um so 98 well, we end up playing new south wales uh uh, New South Wales, or, was it? New South Wales Origins, no, I think it was 19s, but we were a year younger. 19s. So we yeah, made yeah, it because yeah, right. we, we were the grouse. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> And then we, I remember you driving me back and you remember you playing TX, in your TX3, we were playing, 100%. we were just banging, banging two-pack, hard, <laughs> hardcore right. two-pack. All oh, eyes on me, had this mat. Yeah, tell them about your car. <laughs> so I had this red uh, laser TX3. My dad was a mechanic, so he uh, – he dropped the turbo in it, and I got 16-inch wheels. Thought I was the man. I lowered it. I put the two 15-inch subs in. <laughs> it was mate, just that loud. <laughs> I got dropped off a train, so we had to go do training uh, for New South Wales, and he dropped me off at Belmore to train with all the boys. Yeah, like who's this guy? And all first graders and they were around. He's just dropped me off, and there was like 15-inch subs just banging. All <laughs> eyes on me. Fuck this. Fuck that. And then just all these Aussie guys yeah, just yeah. going, "Who the hell?" So are what? These two? What age were you? Exactly with the what? undercut. Oh, yeah. The mad, un- mad undercut, but slick back. He was ahead of his yeah, time because yeah. that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying what, to do that yeah, shit now. That's it. Way ahead. I was way ahead. Way what, ahead. What age were you when you signed with the Roosters then? Did you – because you obviously, you know, were coming through the Western Suburbs systems obviously. But yeah. what age were you when yeah. you went across with the Roosters? I was 16. So as Mace was mentioning, I played for West in those little rep games. And under 15s, I didn't get picked. So I was, Same. I, was See? Fil- I was pretty filthy. I was filthy that I didn't get picked. But 
when I was when I turned 16, I had a growth spurt, and we won our local competition here when I was playing for Green Valley United, and um, we won the grand final. And I remember the West sort of selectors coming, oh mate, we want to sign you, rah rah. And I already had Arthur Beetson ring my family and said, oh look, we want to invite uh, Anthony to um, a training camp. So I sort of sort of went to West, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah whatever whatever. Because uh, I was still pretty filthy that uh, I didn't get picked the year before. And then I went on that trial at um, Narrabeen, I think it was, a two-day camp. And Arthur Beetson come and spoke to us. And we, I was pretty lucky to get a two-year contract in end of 96, it was. I was pretty pretty hard camp. to say no to Arthur Beetson, really. Isn't yeah, it? But it. isn't it weird, <laughs> Minnie, when we sort of we, we come through at the same age and and similar things happen to us? Like, obviously, I didn't make under-15s. Mm. And, 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 and little things like that. Drive you like a fucking nutcase, doesn't yeah. it? Like that would it, that, in your head. it just it, it like little things like that. I go, like I remember when we, we both ascended into the New South Wales and we played at the top level for so long. But I always remember, like you've even brought it up now. Like I got cut from under 15s. I yeah. would go that I got cut from under 15s. I don't fucking forget it. Like it's oh, just no. like and it just maybe little things like that. Mm. Just probably if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have got to this level. So what? What? Oh, what, yeah, what, what, what drove you, Mini? Like, I mean, you want to? I mean, I will get. I'll get into your resume like after. But like, what drove you, Mini? Like, coming through the through the ranks, you know, traveling from Liverpool, mm-hmm. coming you know, traveling all the way into uh, ES Mask and doing all this yeah. hard shit. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, people don't understand because people all all people that look at is the finished product, the finished yeah. Minicello winning golden boots and grand finals and having a good mm. time. They don't see this shit that we did from 96 to about 99. That was the yeah, hardest 100%. work that we did, wasn't it? So oh, what, dro- what drove so, you? Firstly, that, that decision was made easy because uh, for me, I had an option of going to western suburbs or eastern <laughs> suburbs. And um, obviously, I, that decision was made because I didn't get picked the year before, so I chose east and Best decision ever, mm. I suppose. But uh, that year, I remember coming home, and oh, well, I remember when I uh, got the two two year contract, and I was like, oh, "Wow, this is it! This is what I want to be first grader for the Roosters." And I was finishing year ten, and well, I went Liverpool Patrician Brothers. They that finished in year ten, you had to go to another school called All Saints to oh, do okay. eleven and twelve. So I was like, "That's it! I'm finishing school." And my dad was like, "No, you're not. <laughs> you either finish year <laughs> eleven and twelve, or you go and get a job." Because my dad's pretty hard work. Yeah. He's just built on work ethic and three jobs and still working now. And just that's he's all a legend. Mr. Minicello's <laughs> yeah. a legend. Yeah. Um, so I decided, oh, well, I'll get a trade. I'm, I wasn't really fond of school that much. I was, I was just going to play sport, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got myself a trade. So my dad helped me get a job as a shop fitter and detail joiner, so like a cabinet maker. And I, that was out at uh, Hoxham Park, so a bit further past Preston's yeah, exactly where I grew up. Yeah. So I'll drive 15 minutes further west, uh, be there at 7 a.m., and I'll leave there at 3 p.m. and drive all the way into uh, training at ES Marks, uh, get there at, say, 5, train all night, and then drive home and have dinner and then wake up and do it all again. So that, 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 that was the three years of my apprenticeship. I did that every day. Did you ever think about saying to your old man, if you got paid one dollar by a rugby league club, that that technically is a job? <laughs> so you could just say, "That is a job, Dad. I've got a job, and that's it." And funnily enough, that was a job that you basically had for most of your 
you know, yeah, all through your right. 20s. And, and you're still employed by the Roosters now, are you? You're still doing some work oh, yeah, with them? Mate, they still can't get rid of me, yeah. <laughs> mate, they should never get, never get rid of you, mate. But, I mean. I, but I remember, I remember I was, cause Thursday afternoon was TAFE day. So I was at Lincoln TAFE every Thursday, Arvo. But I, Lincoln TAFE, TAFE finished at 5 o'clock. But I had to be at training at 4.30. Um, so I would leave after, afternoon tea. And the teacher cottoned on that I was always leaving. And he was like, mate, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to footy training. He goes, mate, that's not a career. What do you think this is? This is a career. And he, like, he gave it to me. <laughs> I've always been interested, Minnie. Like, obviously, we can talk now because we're, we're, we're retired players. And I'm, I was, yeah. as I said before, like, um, yeah, people always, they look at the end product. They go, oh, yeah, Minnie, just have a good time. And Mace had a good time. And we had great careers. And they think it's a fucking joke. Like, it just normally happened. Like, what drove mm. you every single day? I'm talking like I know I know the lead up now, but to main yep. to get to first grade and then to maintain that greatness for you know 15 to 16 years, nobody flukes that shit. People think that mm. it's like oh that's just the norm. It's like nah, man. Yep. This guy's played oh you know you play over 300 games, you play your Origin, every everything like that. So it's like what drove you to stay on top? You know well, since, since it, you got there, you got there in 2000, yeah. same time as I arrived. But yeah. and and but what what kept you there? What was your drive every single week when Mini when, when Anthony Minicello hit the turf? What made him the best player? Well, first firstly, it started with um, just that work ethic that we spoke about with my parents. They sort of ingrained in you know, myself, my brother, and my sister that you know if you don't work hard, you don't get anywhere in life. So I watched my parents um, as my dad did three jobs. My mum drove us everywhere. She cooked everything for us. Uh, so that was just naturally ingrained in us. So whatever we did, I played heaps of sports as a young kid. But whatever we did, I always had that work ethic where I want to just put the time, put the effort into it. And then I, I was, because we grew up on a farm, I was very lean, naturally fit anyway. So then when you get signed at the Roosters and you do all these fitness drills, I'm, I'm always at the, the top echelon of yeah. the few players, you know, winning these drills. So, and that was just naturally in, ingrained there where, you know, if I I just want to do my best, but I want to try and win whatever I'm doing. And once you get into first grade, then your goal changes. You want to stay in first grade. Yep. And once you establish yourself, you want to be the best. You know, to be the best, you got to train the best. you got to um, think you're the best at all times. Um, so that, that first it was the, the, the hard work. The hardest is getting there, yeah. isn't it, Minnie? That I'm talking yeah. that ninety that ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine period where we both went through it. Like it's just like you gotta earn your stripes. You gotta go through this yeah. fucking like I'm not sure, this hazing sort of period of like dealing with first graders. You wanna be first grader, but you gotta you gotta stay in your lane. It's like it's it's a, it, was, yeah. it was a hard sort of school that we went through. Yeah, guys like Rico and all these great players at at, at, the, at the Roosters and Freddie and all these guys, and you want to impress those guys. So once you yep. got once you got to first grade, like what was your mindset then? I mean, you started playing on the wing, and like what was you when? I mean, obviously I know when. I just want you to talk. I know when you turned to, when you went to fullback and become the yeah, grouse. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> but like, what happened like, when you got I, to first grade? When I got the first grade, it was the year 2000. It was yeah. Graham Murray. He gave me an opportunity. It was the year of the Olympics. So, you know, we could have six people on the bench that year for the first part because we started the season early. And I think it was round five. Um, and, and it was against the Dogs. I got put on late. And I think we, we got done by 20. We got pumped. And yeah, then the I week dust, after I, I started. <laughs> week after I started on the wing. And um, we played Manly. And, mate, I... Had a decent game. My first, my first run, I 
bumped off Jeff Tuvey and yeah, he's a known sort of tackler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just sort of I, I felt I've always felt that I had a gymnastics background as a kid. That was my, one of my main sports. So I always felt that gave me really good balance, uh, strength, and, balance, strength, strength well. and power. So I had that I had that turn of speed where I could create power out of speed quite quickly. Um, so I always felt that I could beat beat the first tackle. Uh, and when, when when that was happening in first grade, then you start realizing, you know, I want to do more. I want mm. to do more. And then and that's when Ricky come to me, and I, I want to. I want, always wanted to get involved more than just sitting out in the wing in one position. Because Diamond was there. Me. Diamond mm. was there. I mean, like two thousand, you played in the in the grand final at the end yeah. of the year, did you? Did you end up playing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, yeah but like Diamond, because yeah, contest. I know. Yeah, but the Di- they were unbeatable. But yeah, like, um, you know, two thousand one, then two thousand two happens, and Diamond, you know, when it went in the grand final there. But like he was hard to get out of that position because he was fucking playing some good football. I remember playing against yeah, you guys. Yeah. We had some great battles, and I'm like, we knew that we had many on the wing. Like thank fuck because you didn't get the ball all the time. Like you did, you know, pretty much your whole career after that. But he was holding you out a little bit. Did he make you? Did he? Did he build some sort of fucking just ang- well, yeah, not well, anger, but like he taught you how to be patient? Yeah, well, or I'm not sure. The thing was, I, I, I um, I didn't really see Ricky coming to me and saying you want to play fullback. I mm. was sort of. I knew I wanted to do more, but uh, you know, because I, I grew up as a centre. You know, yeah. I was a I was a right centre, um, playing in the juniors here at, at East Valley here. So, um, you know, I thought maybe I could, you know, once I established myself, I'm starting to build some good uh, good games up here. I want to get get back into the centres, and then you know, uh, Diamond he always said he was younger than what he was. He was actually, he was 34, 35, and no one ever knew he was 32. What? He was, swear. Yeah, he just lied about his age. He was a great guy, but <laughs> he, he stuffed his shoulder. After the grand final when we beat the Warriors, you know, too, yeah. he, his shoulder was stuffed. He did like 19 needles mm. to get, oh, get through that it. game. So he couldn't come back anyway, so he actually retired. And then Ricky, at the start of preseason, Ricky still come over and said, mate, what do you think about you um, having a crack at fullback? And I said, yeah, let's have a go. I'd love to get the, my, the ball in my hands anyway. I want to get more time in different positions. Let's have a crack. He goes, I'm thinking about you or Justin Hodges. And he went with me. And the first game was over in England. It was freezing cold, the World mm. Cup Challenge against St. Helens. And uh, we, we went over there and had a great time. But we just pumped them 38 nil, And <laughs> that was the start. I had a, a really good game. And that was the start that, of my fullback and era. And that's – no, but, like, I don't think people realise. Like, Darren Lockyer at that time was the great – he was – Easily, he still goes down as like you know your top three best fullback of all time. And we went on our first kangaroo tour together in two thousand three, and yep. Lockie was the fullback, and you're yes. on the wing with Shannon Hegarty, and you played that outstanding, and you were playing so good at club level at fullback in two thousand three. You pushed Lockie. People don't understand. They put he pushed Lockie to five eight. Like, and I think yeah. people don't realize how, how unbelievable that is. Like, people just go, yeah, yeah, like, why did Lockie, Lockie just wanted to play 5-8? No, he got pushed to 5-8 because Minza, <laughs> Minza, Minza pushed him to 5-8 because he was playing so good for, like, for years and years. And that's what people don't really understand. It's like, no, Lockie wanted to play. No, 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 he got forced to play 5-8 because Minza was playing so well. One thing yeah, that oh three oh four was just a breakout. It's a fucking yeah, joke, sure. wasn't it? Yeah. I got, yeah, I got well, this thing. I got this thing on the show called Kangaroo Tales. And uh, I don't, I don't mention the names. The tour was probably yeah. one of the all-time tours uh, ever assembled. Easily. Most Easily. of the stories have come out of yeah. that tour, to be honest. Yeah. I, one thing I'm interested in: you, you went through obviously some pretty 
significant back issues um, mm. through sort of 06 to yep. 09. I know I played a fair bit of junior football and I had some back issues and, and I dealt with that by basically becoming fat and an alcoholic. So for you <laughs> to then turn around and go back from those sort of severe injuries, and I know what it's like when you're lying on the floor and it's so painful, how did you possibly come back, not only from those sort that sort of pain, but get back to that first grade football level where you've got to do the training, you've got to be playing games. I mean, it's just phenomenal that you were able to not only play, but play for another four or five years after that. Yeah. It, look, it took a while. And, you know, this is um, <clears throat> a period in my sort of life now where I evolved as a person and became you know, much more of a leader. You know, we, we had a we had a great time, didn't we, Mason, before right. that? And we, 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 we just didn't care. Everything was just – Everything was easy. But to us on a platter. Can I, put, can I just put a little bit easy. of background in this story and, like, how, how many – like, many was, like, at the top of his game, like, two, three, four, five. And then we, we were in um, – uh, we got picked for the Anzac test in 2006. And yep. we trained all week. And everyone sort of knew Mini had some, you know, some ongoing sort of problems. But, like, it was getting – Played 80 minutes every game. Obviously, he's full, but 80 minutes, but like, you know, 25, 30 touches, 200 and something metres. The shit that he was doing and what he was doing was would blow these fullbacks out of the water. And what happened, like, I think it was about two days before the actual test. And then I walk into Minnie's room and I was like, he's, he's, laying, he's laying on the floor. Usually, he's laying on the floor doing some back exercises. I said, how are you, son? And he's like, I'm fucked. I'm like, no way. I said, what, prop, prop, proper fucked? He's like, yeah, done. And I see me, like, Mini never played. I think that was your last test in 2005, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That was so it. the last was test the last in 2005 time, was when we got to beat by New Zealand. Yeah. But uh, he was picked for that for that, for that that Anzac test because he would never got his position taken away unless he unless an injury ha- had a yeah. happened. It was Tony A. He's and, the one yeah. that was – he, he ruled me out. Because like, he couldn't actually walk. He couldn't get up. This guy's a, he just one golden boot. Absolutely killing it for three or four years, but it was just that non-stop, just battering, battering. If you watch him, if you watch watch this kid play, like Minnie when he was playing in that in those possible, years, possible, but, you know, burning the candle both ends. But yeah, we were, I mean, the, we were doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, just, it was just it was just unlucky. It was just unlucky that you yeah you know, used to come into a back injury. Maybe could maybe because of the gymnastics, maybe because it was just the overuse. But it was just like we were, I knew exactly how you not exactly how you felt but like because we were doing the same shit on the weekend we're winning we're doing we're playing grand finals we're winning awards and all this sort of shit and then one of my best mates cops that I'm like fuck mate like, he he played six you played one so settle down six, with five. the we played grand finals grand finals oh, okay whatever he had plenty <laughs> mate okay, with, so what what did you do with <laughs> what did you do with the I mean how that must have been a really difficult time mentally yeah. too, because I mean I know with Will, Will Willie was a freak in terms of never really having major injuries. I mean there was the knee one, no, but it was, it was it, unbelievable. He just he <laughs> played in the middle and he played tough and he never got hurt. But yeah. for you, genetically ha- blessed. Oh, he yes, was exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> apart from the head region, but <laughs> it's. But I, I look at you and I just think you know how did you? There must have been some pretty dark times trying to work out whether or not you actually did want to play footy again. Yeah, well, the thing the thing was, um, you know, my, that first back injury that we're talking about in 06, I thought, oh, man, I played, yeah. you know, I, I think I played the most amount of games in a three-year period. Um, you know, you and, you and I were Yeah, we were top we're one and there. two. Well, yeah, yeah, and I thought, you know what? I played that many games. I've done, gone on yeah. three tours. I'm going to have this back operation, which is one of the first in the league as well, yeah. and I'm going to take the rest of the year off, and I'm going to be back bigger and better next year. 
So I you know, have the back operation, the nerve pain completely gone. Man, I'm back running again in six mm. weeks and I'm still not changing anything. I'm on anti-inflammatories and, you know, having a drink and um, weekends and whatnot and yeah. can't prepare for the 2007 season. And I'm like, mate, the back pain is just there, constant, constant, constant. But I'm always saying if you say, no, no, I'm sweet. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, so I'm just doing anti-inflammatories morning and night, morning and night to try and you know, thinking they were helping me. You know, and I'll play the first 10 games and then I'll get, we get, I'll get selected back in the origin side. Mm. Mace, remember that? Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it was, uh, I think it was game two. That's when I uh, just jumped out of bed. We were supposed to head to um, Alien Z Stadium to go out there for the last couple yeah. of nights. We're at Coogee. And I just literally got to put my socks on and I hear this and that's, click. That was a funny, bang, that was, that was spasm, a weirdest thing. Like spasms, it would just hit him. Because yeah. we were shocked because we're such, we're, we're good mates now, we're best mates when we're playing. It's just like, fuck, like you hate seeing one of your one of your boys go down like, because I know how special like playing Origin and playing for Australia is. And when you get that shit taken away from you, it fucking tears you apart as well. And we used to love, like boys used to love playing with Mini. And it was just part of just, we just had a really good gang. That's when we were winning yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a good gang. That's when we were yeah. winning shit, you know, especially yeah. in Origin. We never got beaten tests and shit like that. You know, we beaten, probably got beaten a couple of tests. And it was just it was just a phenomenal time. And I always, always reflect back and I'm like, and you still played 300 games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know, yeah. And you're like, and people <laughs> sort of, and what I love about it is your mindset and people need to take your mindset and these young kids because they, they really aren't that resilient. They get a couple of injuries. They sort of, they, they regress so far. You know what mm. I mean? Um, I think what you went through as a player, I don't think anybody else has been through that because you come back and you played over 300 games. You end up getting back into origin, which I fucking love. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, fucking love that. that. I was over in France just smoking darts and just drinking 10 bottles of red wine every single <laughs> yeah, day, living La Vida yeah. Loca. It was fucking unreal. But... You were made. You made your. You got back in Orange. I was so proud of you, and I was like, "Yes, Mini, come back." And that would have been the icing on the cake. And then a couple yeah, of years later, nice it, it would have yeah. been awesome. And then even when you won the grand final in 2013, when you held that trophy yeah, that up, was, even you, you smacked us in the quarterfinal. I mean, in the preliminary, I couldn't give a fuck. We just weren't good enough to beat you guys. But if I was going to go for a team, I'm like, yeah, I want Mini and Sonny and all the boys. You good guys. Win that, and you, especially as captain, yeah. I was like, I've known this little fucker since I was twelve, <laughs> and I was that proud. And I think that would have been the icing on the cake for you, just because yeah, you had a couple was. of years, which was like, oh, Minnie won't come back, he won't come back. And then you do, he won't be the best. Like we, we never come back as the fucking best, you know what I mean? But we end up coming no, back some, yeah. you know, a, a certain, you know, to a certain degree. If I want to, I would, I'd rather a eight out of ten Minicello than a fucking ten out of ten some of these fullbacks that are playing now. Like, I don't care. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know every, what I mean? Every like, athlete ages, you know. It's just part of life. And you know, everyone just, gets older. And, yeah. And so just, when when you were struggling with that back, I mean, at what were you always thinking about coming back to play footy? Was that always something that was driving you at that so, stage? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue on. So then, I, then you know, seven when that happened, when I had to pull out of Origin two days before of game two, I went back and seen the surgeon, and he said, look. The disc above has done exactly the same thing. It's ruptured. That's you know you need another operation. And he basically said to me, "Are oh, you, you do you want to come back and play rugby league?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm 27. Not you yeah. know, I've just been like two years ago, I was the best player in the world and, and with the Golden Boot Award. Mm. You know, of course I want to come back." And he said, "Oh, well, look, we have to do a smaller operation, not to affect the structure of your spine." So I said, "Let's do it. Take the recovery a lot slower and come back in the 08 season and." You know, again, I'm, I haven't changed anything with 
the way I eat, my lifestyle, the um, prescription meds, all the same thing, doing the same thing. Uh, I played the first six games and I'll do my neck. I had this huge disc bulge in my neck and I was told uh, not to go back out and play uh, contact sport again because it was one millimetre away from the spinal cord. Uh, and that's when I met um, Aaron McKenzie, a good mate of mine who's a functional movement trainer and ties in a lot of nutrition. And, you know, he was – I was learning about uh, food again along with this functional movement type of training, which, you know, wasn't really in professional sport in 2008. So oh, it's the shit now, was, isn't it? Fucking yeah, hell. yeah. You're ahead of your time again, mate. Haircuts and training. One leg stuff, one-legged stuff and cable stuff and, you know, um, and everyone's like, oh, mate, leave Minnie alone. He's been injured for three years. Just let him do what yeah. he wants, you know. Um, so that's when I started to repair my body in 08 and I thought I was on the right track. And then the 09 season comes around and I do all my ligaments in my ankle and a mm. spiral fracture in my fibula in round two. So I'm out for another 22 weeks. So that's four years of a massive run of injuries. Yeah. Um, but then I really focused on, um, you know, my nutrition, which I sort of uh, love studying now. And then the lifestyle factors and how it plays a role in uh, speeding up recovery and, um, you know, restoring the body, and I just focused really hard on that, and I just, you know, changed a lot, and I just, I just felt it straight away that you know my sleep got better. Um, you know, if you're sleeping better, you're waking up, you, you think clearer, you, you make better decisions, you, you can train harder, and I, I, my body just started repairing because of the, what I was putting into it instead of all the uh, prescription meds and yeah. um, all that type of stuff. It's, so it's it funny hearing you say that. Because, you know, they, they talk about the Roosters' culture and how Roosters have got a better culture than any other club. And they talk about when Sonny Bill signed with the Roosters and how, you know, he revolutionised the way that people trained and the way they looked at their bodies. And But, mate, I would say, listening to what you've just said, you were probably five years ahead of Sonny Bill, no. you know, in terms of nutrition and in terms of training. And, I mean, well, have you – I'll tell you the story, yeah. So Fitzy and I really started to get onto this oh, in 2008. Oh, bone marrow and shit. That's when I was – Yeah, at. yeah. So all crazy. Like healthy fats and decreasing your consumption of, you know, processed carbohydrates. And Fuckies just are ripped. Whole fresh food, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, and then, you know, there was a lot of questions started coming in when I started – when I played my first full season again, which is when I was 30 in 2010, Fuck and man. I got through un- unscathed and I played the next five years without an injury. But yeah. people going, oh, what would you do? You know, I've had a back injury, I can't move, and rah, rah. And, and then in 2013, when we signed uh, Keegan Smith as our strength and conditioning coach, we signed Sonny, we signed you know Jimmy Maloney. We yeah. had some great signings, but, you know, we had to come together as a team. Yeah. And, you know, Sonny is, he's meticulous with his preparation um, you know, a lot of a lot of the the Kiwi boys followed him in that. Yeah, he was fantastic. You know, but even even Keegan um, said, let's let's jump on board as a whole team and let's can the processed carbohydrates and the pasta and the soft drinks and the bread and let's just eat uh, quality protein, quality plant foods, fruits and vegetables. And we just we made a conscious decision to do that wherever we went. Um, and a lot of the boys and their bodies transformed. Yeah, and, man, we had a breakout year. We. Minor premiership and oh, premiership of course. that year. It was a massive year. But it was a good couple of years. I mean, 13 and 14. But I can honestly yeah. say, like, the when I went, I was there, you know, the reason one of, one of the reasons why I did go there was because Minnie was there when I went to the Roosters. I'm like, we had a really good squad. We had uh, Fitzy and all these guys that we toured with and played Origin with. We had a really good culture yeah. there. But the main thing was, common denominator was fucking Minnie not playing. That was that was so big for us not winning, not not 
being the best that we could be because they had to swap positions around. Semi Perry had to play fullback, and that was the main reason I thought Mini was through his injury from two thousand six seven, and he's going to mm. be back in LA. And I thought yeah, that yeah, team. <laughs> I mean, we end up finishing second. Like we end up having a yeah, good crack, know, but did, you end up yeah. fucking doing. He, did, he ends up yeah. doing his neck, and then the next year, like I end up doing a, yeah. a Rico, and then he ends up doing his ankle, and it just felt yeah. a shit. But I mean, like the common denominator through that whole thing was Mini and what he was doing off the field. Like he, I mean, because we, we were burning the candle at both ends, weren't we? We oh, were doing yeah. shit. And yeah. I was, I was lucky enough. I'm, I'm lucky enough now. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> but and, you know what? I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. No fucking mate. way, I'd change you know, a thing. Like we had, the, we had the best time. Like the, no, the we didn't. No, we didn't. No, no, well, I would not change but a thing. But, but, we are now. but I'm just saying, like, like, but you, but when you change your whole diet and you and you got back to where. You were like, just say for me, it was like a 10 out of 10 in 2005. You got to at least an eight and a half to nine to finish your career. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, fucking retire mini. When I know the Roosters were a little bit iffy around about the, you know, the eight, nine sort of period because you're injured. And I know what the club's like, but they stuck by you because they don't really stick by people. And they did, they believed in you and you paid dividends because you held that fucking trophy up in 2013. And pretty yeah, much was, went. All right, that's cool. that's that's it. You know what I mean? That's probably is that, is that is that. And we'll just talk about the highlight of your career. What is the highlight of your career? You've had so many. You've won Golden Boots. You've won Dallium Fullback of the Year. You've won uh, you know Arthur Beaton's you know Player of the Year. Um, you know like New South Wales Brad Fitler. Fuck, you've done everything. You've done Wally you've Lewis, done it all. Yeah. Wally Lewis, yeah, no, look, the best. And and uh, when you talk about Wally Lewis, um, that's the best player on a tour. Yeah, you're talking about Australian players. When you talk Brad Fittler awards, that's the best player in origin. So you're talking the best of the best players. I mean, he's done all that sort of shit. And Golden Boot won the fucking Golden Boot. Remember we was drinking piss out of your Golden Boot? When we, <laughs> we drank. And would you, we got his Golden Boot. He met, and I think Lock, I think Lockie's because I always held the ceremonies over there. Yeah, yeah, here's your Golden Boot. They get this shit stupid Golden Boot and we're just filling it full of piss and just sculling out of it. <laughs> kicking oh, mate, kicking the, the, the... Oh, my God. I can't, I can't stories, even... Yeah. Mate, the, they were all times, you know, bunkering up in Leeds and... Uh, Having oh some God. great times. If so you, you what, what's I your think, what's think, your favourite tour those, story? Oh, my, yeah. Oh. What were you saying, Minza? Um, I'll, I'll go to this story first, and we'll go to the tour. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, you're right. That 2013, with you know, even all those individual awards are fantastic. You yeah. look back at it now and go, wow. But you know, that team award in 2013 and yeah, getting man. a hold of the trophy after those injuries and coming back, yes, was, was pretty satisfying. You know. Um, yeah, you had your family there, the uh, wife there. Yeah, it's just great. a beautiful and family, and everyone's and everyone's there. seen it. Yeah, and I was so yeah. proud. I was so proud as a mate, and and played with you with Australia, and played um, with you in New South Wales. We've been in battle together, and I'm watching you. Uh, even though you, you smacked us in that preliminary, I was like. I'd rather see Mini win it. I said, I don't give a fuck about it. I just want Minza to win that trophy. And when you did, I was just like, I don't know where I was, but I was probably fucking not in the right emotional state. But I think I cried. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Remember, so what about this, right? So Mason and I, after a tour, I think, I don't know if we were coming back from Mexico. I think it was Mexico. And we had to fly back to London, to London to come home, right? Jimmy. And, you know, we've just won the Tri-Nations. Um... I can't remember. Maybe we lost the trophy. Yeah, I think we lost it, man. Yeah, I think we lost it. I think we lost it. And <laughs> you know, we, it was a massive campaign. You know, we went we went to Mexico, five of us, and had the best week ever in our lives. And we went had to fly back to London, and then we're on a plane, and we him and I were watching the Notebook, <laughs> and, and I look over. And I'm bawling my eyes out. I look over and Mason's bawling his eyes out as well. 
It's an emotional time <laughs> after you've been. It was a very emotional time, Minnie. You know that. Mexico causes a lot of oh, un- just, untold emotions. I just wanted to, we'll fly business class. But I just want to give him a hug and we're just looking at each other going, oh, what the fuck hilarious. is going on? Just get me home, please. <laughs> Mate, just, just before we go, tell us about Minifit because obviously yeah. that's um, yeah. that's that's what you're doing now and it's and it's a great yeah, yeah, sure. it's a great business with, with working with the kids and keeping, yeah. I guess, kids involved in the same level of, you know, fitness and understanding that you have. Yeah, 100%. I'm really sort of starting to spend more time on it now and really dive into it. Um, so predominantly the last couple of years, I've been doing holiday clinics with uh, RSL bowling clubs and leagues clubs. And this year I went back into the school system with school-based sort of syllabus 10-week programs. And obviously all that's been cancelled now because of COVID-19. Yeah. So I'm actually about to launch Minifit Live and Minifit On Demand. So oh, good. I've developed sort of 10 to 20-minute workouts where people can go to my website, pay a, a small subscription each month and and train with me live at Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or get an on-demand library of workouts and lifestyle tips as well. So I've just been working pretty hard on that, and that will be launched uh, next week, actually. So minifit.com.au. That's good. Mate, oh, good stuff. Mini, Everyone you, get on you, board. Are you happy? Like, with the Minifit and everything like that, and I know you do a couple of seminars, and, like, you're very passionate about your nutrition, and a lot of guys and a lot of people are now are very health-conscious and I yep. think, obviously, when they hear your story and they know how you did come back from your back injury and all that kind of stuff, and it was mainly nutrition. You know, it's obviously the power of 100%. the mind. Power of the mind as well. You're very mentally strong. But like when you do, when you go around and talk to these young kids or talk to adults, do you fight? Do you, do you love doing that at the moment? Like because you yeah, have a, yeah. you have a story to tell. You're not this kid. People think you're this kid from the eastern suburbs that grew up in Bondi. Now you're a Liverpool, you're mm. a Liverpool kid. They come from a working class background, full Italian kid. You know what I mean? Like we're minor- minorities in this country, man. You went and you mm. and you're at the top at the moment now. So and you and you've done so well. You're an ambassador for Lexus. You um you do some great things. You know, like for the t- for the tab and everything. Yeah, no, the people love you, and they and so they should love you. You know what I mean? But do you enjoy mm. doing all these kind of things after football? Mate. Because you know, I think you deserve everything yeah. you get. No, thanks, mate. So, no, mate, I love it. I love, the health and fitness is just something I've dived into since I retired and, you know, I study and, and read on it now because, um, you know, I do a bit of work with Matt Elliott and his wellbeing program and yep. I present to um, um, a lot of adults about reclaiming their own health. And, you know, my, my story is coming from a lived experience. So, you know, I've been through yes. the, 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 the back injuries and all that type of stuff, the operations, but I've revamped everything through lifestyle and mainly nutrition. So, yes. you know, I've got, you know, and, and after one of my talks is I show people a comparison of, of my spine, an MRI spine where doctors were saying, you know, find a new career because all your discs are black. Yeah. They're, they're just, just, you can't really rehydrate them. But then on the flip side of that, I show my spine now where all my discs are white again, or they're all healthy and bright and That's vibrant. Amazing. All the tissue, all the tissues around that are nice and strong and, yeah, you know, some doctors were saying that that couldn't even happen, and that's why that's that's I believe in it so much because yeah. I've, I've I've seen it in my in my own body. So I love sharing that story. And, and they need that they need people people need hope people need hope, Minnie, and you and you hold that key. And when you go around talking to these young young kids, or you talk to these older older sort of business people, you got a mm. story to tell, and it's a great story. So I really appreciate you um, coming on the show, mate. Um, 
You've been a great friend uh, of mine awesome for years, boys. man. Uh, we, we, we could talk for hours, mate. Mate, we could. <laughs> I know. Mate, we really appreciate your time and, and you're doing some really great things with Minifit. And everyone, get on board, minifit.com.au. Yeah. And, Killing uh, it, mate. mate, thanks very much for, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Minza. I appreciate it, boys. You're a legend, brother. See you soon, Cheers, yeah, mate. I'll be following Willie more and more. Award! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 